Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen women out there taking care of us. Want to talk, want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with the trip to the drive through over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Yakna. <laughs> that would be weird. How, how are you going to pull that one off? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Shout out Yachna. my friend down in Yakna, Dr. Hunglo. Good to talk. To, always good to see him when I'm when I'm down that way. Dr. Ron Hunglo. No. What? That's not a real name. From Hanoi, Vietnam. Lives in Yakna now. <laughs> it's a doctor, Dr. Hunglo. Oh, I'm sure. Wherever you are in our fine state, <laughs> Robbie's turning red over there. Uh, wherever you are in our fine state, I don't know if I can get through it now. You can have Strange Brew coffee every morning. You just got to order it to be shipped right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machines on the uh, front counter, we got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Even Dr. Hunglow. <laughs> Dr. Hunglow enjoys a strong cup of coffee in the morning. He's a doctor. He needs coffee. Get his day going. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. It's the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can just always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever you're looking for, for clothes, for your car, for your house, for your uh, for your tailgate, whatever it is, they've got you covered at College Corner. Ah, goodness. Restaurant Tyler, start well. You got me all messed up here. Uh, Restaurant Tyler is starting. You started it. No, no. I just wanted to give a shout out to a good friend. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. It is the place you want to be when you're, when it's lunchtime, when it's dinner time, when it's brunch time here in Starkville, all three of those meals at Restaurant Tyler are the best in town, including the the lunch is the one I like to focus on. That's where I eat there the most is that's, that's my wheelhouse is for lunch. The, the the catfish, the fried chicken, and I'm 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 just gonna give you guys a little pro tip here. I don't, I, Robbie, I don't know if you ever enjoyed the uh, the chicken meatloaf. I don't like meatloaf by and large. I am not a meatloaf guy, but the chicken meatloaf with the brown gravy is quite good. I'm, I'm just telling you, next time you're there and you think maybe I've I've, I've had the fried chicken, and I've had the catfish, and I want to do something different. I'm just telling you, chicken meatloaf. Don't be afraid. Sounds good. It Sounds is good. good to me. Next time you're in Starville and it's lunchtime, come running to Restaurant Tyler. 
Priority One Bank is start. It's not Starkville's. It's Central Mississippi's Bank of the People. Sixteen locations located conveniently to you. They're all over the place, and they have a great website, PriorityOneBank.com, and they have a great app, which allows you to do a lot more than just make payments and just move money around. We're talking about full command of your bank account, the same way as if you walked into one of those sixteen branches of Priority One Bank. If you're looking for a loan, you don't have to worry. You know that all loans are made at the local level. All those decisions are made. So when you talk to your local bankers, those are the people who are going to make those decisions when it comes to a loan for you. Priority One Bank, PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Hey. Hey. How's it going? No, it's fine. Great. Great news. The weather is delightful. It is really nice outside. Really nice. It's warm. I'm wearing shorts. I couldn't be happier. I love this time of year, which we're in the first part of March. So, I mean, like, it's false. It still should be kind of chilly. This is false spring. We are. You think so? I think we're a week or two away from having a day where it's like 38 and rainy and a little ice out there, maybe. It's just been a little unseasonably warm during this stretch. I haven't been to, but maybe like one baseball game where it was cold. Yeah. Love it. Let's just keep our fingers crossed that it stays. I mean, it is all day. Rumblings day here on the uh, the show, which means we've got a lot of great questions. And let's just dive right into them. Our first one, as as expected, Colton Watson back on his game. First yes. question. Way to work. That's the kind of effort. You know, if baseball gave that kind of effort, they'd be sitting on twelve and zero right now. I'm just you know it. It, t- it took a while for these questions to come in yesterday. I don't know what was going on, and we we don't have a ton of them today. I don't know if they just missed my tweet. If it was too early, uh, well, let's see here. Now let's let's see if you're right. Hold on, your tweet was at one forty p.m. Mm-hmm. Colton is first. His response was at one. No, no, he was on top of it. One forty four. Now maybe like the bulk of the questions took a little while. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying like a, like there was only like three or four like in a few hours. I got you. I got you. Like it took a while. Well, Colton, as always, on top <clears> of this game, are we a Florida win? And a slight baseball turnaround from one of the best all-around sports years in recent MSU history. Yes. I don't know about the word um, in the baseball turnaround conversation. I think it's a major turnaround because you're seven and five after 12 games. You know, when you think about like 2019, 2021, you lost 20 games total. You know, you've already lost 20% of that, 25%. So in 12 games. one year they went to the final four. The College World Series. Didn't they go to the College World Series? No, it board? was just there was like a three year span where. No, 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 no. No, I, I know no. that I'm right. I was in school. Are, are you? I'm talking about the women's Final Four oh, like a few years ago. Final they went to the College World Series. They went to the Final Four in women's. Okay. They went to the, I believe they went to the NCAA tournament in the men, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then football. Obviously went to that's Moorhead's a, first year. They went to a New Year's Day get bowl. New Year's six. Mm-hmm. No, the New not, not New Year's six. They went to New Year's New Year's uh, Day. Right. They went to the Outback Bowl. That's a good year. That was probably their best year from a result standpoint, and kind of similar, uh, and a lot of similarities. Now, obviously, the women's team is not going to be as good, right? Right. But that men's team kind of similar. The football team went to the exact same bowl it went to this year. And that baseball team, that's the twenty uh that's the twenty nineteen bonuses. No twenty eighteen 
is see, this is where we're, we're going to have the disconnect. The 2019 men's basketball team went to the tournament. So that's the 2019 baseball teams. They were good. So I was wrong. I was thinking the 2018 baseball where they started off really slow. The 2019 baseball team obviously started off really well and was, was good. But that, but that but women's basketball team did not go to the Final Four. They went to the Elite Eight, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, still, we'll take that. I mean, we're not going to, we're going to throw our nose up at it. And then football well, year was coming off of a, a New Year's Day bowl, the, the same well, they went to this year. The, the year before that, the 20, 2018 season, you would have 2018, had. 2019 was the year they went. The men went to the tournament. Mm-hmm. The women went to the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. That's still a good, that's still pretty That's a good. great year. Yeah, yeah. The year, the year before would have been Gator Bowl, but Mullen had left. But we had a lot of excitement, obviously, around Moorhead at that point. But that would have been the athletic year. That would have been right. That's 2017, to, 2018 is what I'm is the next is the year before that where you have the baseball team wasn't very good. Well, they went to the and, super regional. No, they went to they went to Omaha in 2018. I'm talking about 2017. They went to a super regional. Right, now, they went. To so now LSU. we're in the 2016, 2017. So football not good. No, 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 no. The 2017 baseball team. I'm, I'm talking about the 2018 baseball team would have been the 2017-2018 athletic year. Right. So that would have been Gator Bowl. Um, that would have Gator been... Bowl, NIT uh, finals for the men. Yeah. Women go to the... Still a good year. That, yeah, women go to the national championship and the baseball went to the college world series. Yeah. Point being, that time frame from like, you know, 2016 to 2019 was really good time. Yeah. There you go. Basketball was this year terrible. could could join that if you get a couple things going. Yeah, but baseball again. The word "slight" is not correct for baseball. They need a major turnaround. Yeah. So, also from uh, Colton, can we find out what's wrong with Parker, Stinnett, and Cade Smith if we haven't by the time you record the pro- this podcast? We asked. I asked Coach Lamontis about Cade Smith or Richard did on yesterday's show, and he said that he's just unavailable right now. I didn't go into any detail. Parker Stinnett. I mean, I think honestly that 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 might just be a they don't trust him issue more than anything else. I don't know that there's an injury issue with him. It could, it could be, but I don't know. I just don't know how much more we're going to see of like the Parker Chanets and Casey Hunts. Yeah, I agree. Of the world. I, I feel I just, bad for Casey Hunt. I be I really do. He should have just taken the money and gone pro. Somebody mentioned yesterday that I didn't listen to the interview, but did Lamona say something about like he's been trusting in older yes. players more or something? Yes. Like, what, what was what was the context of that? Basically that he expects you might expect to see some changes in the lineup this week. But that not pitching offensively and defensively is what he's saying. Yeah, I think he's talking more about his batting order and his his defensive lineup, yes. Yeah, I mean I think Slate offered's a candidate for that. Got he's just it. not right now. It's just he's not playing well. Yeah. Um. Who else? Kellen Clark. Maybe. I mean, I know he had yeah, a on Sunday, but he's not hitting the ball well. No. So we'll see. I mean, it's time to see, like you know, what can what can Connor Hijack do? Try out some different guys. What can uh, Aaron Downs do? Yeah. There's got to be more competition out there. I want. I mean, and now like Lane Forsythe's playing really well. So yeah. I mean, can David Mershon play some third base? I don't. That's know. That's a good question. That's a good question. We're gonna find out, I guess. Uh, last one from Colton. More critical for state fans' hopes and dreams: beating Florida or four zero baseball week. Let me be really honest here. It would be great to beat Florida and be in the NCAA tournament. That's that's really what you want. 
But if you lose a game this week in baseball, we can stop worrying about Mississippi State baseball for the rest of the year, in my opinion. Just one game. They need to be 4-0 this week. I don't want to hear that Valpo has you know, played some Power 5 teams pretty well, and I don't want to hear no, they should that win Lipscomb game. played Auburn. I don't care. 4-0. If you don't go mm-hmm. 4-0, it's over. Yeah, the, we, we don't need to be dressing up these teams. The state should beat these teams. Agreed. The dude asked, have you ever considered doing a tell them falk or things that are true for baseball like you do for football? No. I have not. I don't know if Robbie has. I, I don't care. I don't yeah, care I mean, what we do. Those are kind of football specific to me. I, I like keeping them with football. Okay. What is a baseball uniform or combination idea that we haven't seen that you think would look nice? You know what would look really nice? Just white jersey, white pants, maybe some pinstripes, M over S. Solid. That's what I want to say. They wear that from time to time. They wear oh, that okay. Week. Well, then they need to wear it all the time. Uh, what would look good that we haven't seen? Uh, you like those purple uniforms that East Carolina put out yeah, yesterday? Those were the disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, what combination is Adidas not foisted on Mississippi State at this point? I just I love the traditional looks that they have, and I, I like that they've I like that they've now made this white state script jersey. I think that's one of the best uniforms yeah, they've good. ever had. Looks good. Um, do away with the white hat. I'm kind of done with the white hat. Yeah, I'm not a big uh, fan. Yeah, the the maroon M over S should be the primary and the only hat that they wear. But um, I mean, I'm good with the uniforms how they are right now. I even like the the Sunday blacks that they have now. The state script. Yeah, I think those look sharp. I agree. Uh, the bearded man with a fish. Yeah. I just want Robbie to say something nice about Mississippi State athletics. Can we just get a few words of positivity, please? I do that a lot. Hold on a second. I got. I got issues here. Hold on. All right. What's, what's going on? Nothing. Hold on. All right. Uh, Andrew Bowie asked, do you think Fox Hall or the MLB... Oh, you're not going to allow me to give my few words of positivity? I thought you were done. But you said you did it every... You do it every day. But I do a lot. All right. Well, give it. Go that, ahead. Give, give me uh, in one. Regards to, in yeah. regards to Mississippi State baseball, I think that there's a lot of uh, young, exciting talent on this team. I believe that the uh, transfer portal was good to Mississippi State as well. I like what they got there. If anybody's upset with a, a Nate Dome or a Colton Ledbetter or Monty Larry, then you're just an idiot. Um, but, yeah, Mississippi State has a lot of promising pieces. I believe that Chris Lamonis is um, a guy that can right the ship. I think there's some changes that probably have to be made. Uh, but I have trust in Chris Lamonis that he can figure things out. Is, okay. is that positive enough? Very positive. And for the basketball team, I am very excited about the direction of both programs. I think that both first-year head coaches will likely be in the NCAA tournament, and I think that's something to be excited about. And I'm excited about seeing uh, spring practice today and, and what a Zach Arnett-led team looks like. Very good. There you go. You did it. That goes out to um, – the lady that wanted me to uh, get a new job. All the, the Grammys day. and Mammals and Meemaws out there that hate you. That that was for them. I used to have such a great relationship with the the uh, 
the older part of this fan base. But I think that's during the Vic Schaefer luncheon era where you were there every week. That's right. So starting to fade a little bit, I believe. Yeah. Andrew Bowie asks us, do you think Foxhall or the MLB are pushing this stat track era to the guys on the mound and that is forcing them to think more about analytics instead of just pounding the zone? Or is it purely just a confidence thing? We talked a little bit about that yesterday and you you had some interesting thoughts on that where, I mean, that could easily be where people are just sort of living inside their own head because they've been, maybe like the word might be overcoached. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I think a lot of times we put so much emphasis into analytics and data and um, splits and stuff like that, we just kind of overthink it. And sometimes it's just, it's a simple approach. Come in there and pound the zone and, you know, throw strikes and get the guy out. That's why, you know, I feel like it's so, like it's nice to have a guy like Nate Dome that is throwing 97, 98, but that's the velocity is not what has made him so successful so far. It's his pitchability. It's the ability to command the strike zone, come in there, get early uh, strikes, throw the ball in there, make a guy hit it, and you're getting outs. And when you have that confidence, when you have the ability to come in there and command the zone, then you got the upper hand. Um, so, again, it's not the 98, the 99 that he's throwing. It's the ability to – uh, first of all, he has good movement on his pitches, and he has a good breaking ball. But secondly, it's just throw just just throw it in the zone. Just throw it in there and make them hit it. Because more yeah. often than not, when a guy puts the, the bat on the ball, you're going to get the out. At best, mm-hmm. it's going to be like, you know, we, 40% of the time the guy's going to get on base. At best. Um, we know, I mean, just from looking at things like batting average and on, on base percentage that – it's yeah, you're you're exactly right. Sixty to sixty-five percent of the time with the average college hitter, and in some cases we're talking about seventy-five percent of the time, you're going to get an out. Yes, I I, mean, I I totally agree with you. But when you start when you start giving away bases and you you start giving the upper hand to the other team, that's when things really really start to unravel on you. I mean, the the worst pitching staffs are the ones that are giving away free bases, not the ones that are getting hit. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, where are we here? Keep us right with the question of the day. Our thoughts on AEW's re- revolution. Oh, you want me to go first? I mean, you can go first. Yeah, go ahead. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that trios match that, that was early. Oh, on. you got to go back and watch that. I, mean, I got to go watch it. But Are you talking about the one at the be- or the pre show or the, or the, the pre show? Okay, about to say, if you missed. Elite versus Black, uh, the house. Oh of no, no, I've, that was I watched that one. My 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 daughter came in the room, uh, whenever that was on, and like the House of Black is covered in tattoos. Oh, she and they had like face paint. Yeah, yeah. She was like, "What are they doing?" And I was like, "Oh, it's just wrestling." And of course, like as she's getting ready to go to bed, she, uh, it was the Texas Death Match was coming <laughs> on. <laughs> And I think like the first thing that came on was like uh, uh, Moxley had the, uh, the fork, fork, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, baby, it's time to go to bed." And she was like, "I want to stay up and watch this." I was like, "You don't like wrestling?" She's like, "Yeah, I do." I said, "No, no, no, let's let's go to bed, honey." You don't want to watch this wrestling. Blood is like he's scraping a fork across so Hangman uh, Page's head. My kids had gone to bed during that match, and. uh 
yesterday, Aislinn asked me, she's like, Dad, what were you watching on TV that had you yelling like that? It's like, let me show you. I made her watch some of the highlights. She was like, oh, my God, is that a fork? I yelped whenever uh, he fell backwards into the barbed wire. I I yelped on both barbed wire table spots. I yelped on the bricks when he he smashed his hand between the two bricks. Yes. I yelped uh, on the fork. And I yelped on when he was hanging him. And I was like, this is incredible. That match was incredible. And when you see the barbed wire like pulling off of yes. the skin, you know yeah. it's not fake. Oh, I yelped when they were sc- they were raking each other's backs with the barbed wire too. I thought yeah. that. So and their I fingernails. There, I thought there were three outstanding matches: the trios match. I thought that match was outstanding, and I thought that the Iron Man match was incredible. Yes. Just so yes. so good. The only down spot was, and I loved laughing at it, was when the guns won, and literally it was silence. It was there was no pop, no booing. Yeah, nobody, nobody. They got go away heat. Thankfully, FTR came out and saved the day on that one. So yeah, they've got go away heat. They, they do, they do. I mean, just that really- match, that tag match, you had four teams, and I do not care about three of them. Yeah, love, love the acclaimed, but the guns don't care. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal go away, mm-hmm. and then Danhausen and Orange Cassidy aren't a tag team. They just put them. I don't know why, with all the capable tag teams. I mean, I know you needed a couple of faces, but you could have figured something else out. It goes back to what I've said several times. There's a, there's, I don't know if it's Tony Khan or what, but there's a missing piece to mm-hmm. their whole, their whole formula. It's Cody. Yeah, they, the booking, the putting people where they need to be. They don't know how to do it. They, they, they might have Cody a couple of there. people. Yeah. yeah, but they just don't know what to do with people. Tony, if you're listening, give us a call. Right. Brandon Walker's a close personal friend. Let's just send is. all of our we'll send all of our ideas through Brandon and he can kind of get through to him. Yeah. All right. Uh let's move forward here. There we go. Yeah, you're, you're right. There were that was a long gap between we started to get questions in. Uh Scuba Dog says the Big 12 is doing a food item per school at the tournament. What would you most want to try? What would State and Ole Miss's be if the SEC were to be similar? So did you look over these? Uh, No. Okay. So I'm going to tell you that the Tex Mast Rider Burger is very similar to the Smokehouse Burger at Bulldog Burger, which is my favorite burger on the menu. So that is probably where I would go. Well, what's, what is on that? Is it, is All that beef mac patty, and cheddar, a fried onion ring, jalapenos, and barbecue sauce. Ooh, that yeah. sounds good. That's what I would get. I, I get them to take the onion ring off. Just, that's just it, though. Um, Like, the loaded tots, I know a lot of people like loaded tots, and they sound good, but they're topped with purple sour cream because they're for TCU, and I don't know that I could get past that. The purple? Yeah, that's like... Purple sour cream would I would not I don't know what to deal with that. So when I was in uh when I was in high school, junior mm-hmm. high, mm-hmm. I did a science project where I gave people different colored ketchup. Yeah. It all tastes the same, but like people's it messes mind, with your head though. People's mind couldn't get past that. Like, well, uh, like I think it was Heinz. Heinz sold like a purple and a green ketchup at one time for like for kids. And it, it, it nobody bought it because it's like, you know, it's sort of like, of you know, you have Frankenberry and Count Chocula, and then you yeah. have Booberry, 
And blueberry is the least popular one because people just don't want to eat blue food. Yeah. You know, color is like a, it's like a, it's a thing. Like it, yeah. it'll, it'll screw your mind. Exactly. The, uh, by the way, just real <clears throat> quick, the, uh, the, the, the underrated one here, by the way, is the uh, Pistol Pete's OSU fried corn, elote style bacon fried corn topped with crushed Doritos. Sure. I'll try that. Corn on the like cob, corn on the cheese, cob, bacon and Doritos. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. They just roll it around in the. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that Mexican street corn. Yeah. That's good stuff. Okay. So, so what you're saying is we might see a video of that kid with the turkey leg that was like waving it in the crowd. Yeah. He's going to have the street corn now. Might have the street corn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So, what what was this again? What the list of like, what, what is oh, this? We didn't do the state and the Ole Miss one. Yeah. This is what they're selling these at the Big 12 tournament. Okay. Everybody's got. So, their he's own. saying what would be the state and Ole Miss? So, Ole Miss has got to be something. Like it's got to be a little finger food, right? Got to be something you eat with your pinky up, a little canapé. I was gonna say just cold chicken, cold fresh. chicken fingers on a stick. <laughs> you can go that way too, like, and they make sure they're cold. They do not need to be warm. Yes, with a little Robitussin dipping sauce. <laughs> and then for Mississippi State, I mean, we're gonna go pretty, pretty fried catfish po' boy. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. a fried catfish, something catfish. Yeah. There you go. I was thinking for Ole Miss, a little little cream friche. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's now we got. I mean, these questions are all spread out today. Where were you guys on this? All right, uh, David Hamilton is not really a question. Help me make sense of this. He lists Arkansas and Mississippi State's records broken down by the quads, and what you know, Arkansas is eighteen in the net, State's forty six. Mm-hmm. He's like making make sense because Arkansas is so much further ahead, despite the fact that their resumes are almost basically the same, and State has beaten Arkansas head to head on the road. The biggest difference is if you look at Arkansas's quad one wins, like State's quad one wins, their best one is TCU, right? Arkansas has, uh, I'm sorry, State's best one is uh, is Marquette. Arkansas has like two wins over top 15 teams, and State only has the one. That's one of the big reasons for it. That's and, still a big jump. It's still a big jump. I, That's almost 30 spots higher. It is. It is. I, I don't understand. Uh, I I don't understand it. That's the only thing they that stands have, they out. They have two more losses too. Yeah. in the net. Yeah, in the quad one. Yeah, I don't know. And, I, and the I, other thing is, Arkansas only played two quad four games all year. They're two and zero. Oh. State played eight. Now they're eight and zero, oh, but Arkansas has ten quad one wins, and State only has five. Yeah, that that's going to be part of it as well. I can't explain it, man. I guess would it be you know. I don't know. No, no, no. I, I was going to say, like, would they have more quad two, a whole lot more quad twos, but they only have one more. They're four and two and states three and three. So yeah. I don't know. This, it's, I don't it, understand it. it. I really don't. I think what we need to remember is this, and I've, I've, I've said this a couple times, is that the net is a tool. It is not the defining factor. It is not what they make their decisions. They use it as a guide. It is just something that it's just an easy metric to follow. So. And I think, you know, starting one of seven in the SEC didn't help. Didn't help you. I mean, even you've been you fighting an uphill battle. You lost to five top 25 teams in there. Yeah. So you I, skipped up. I, I should say you lost to three top 25 teams, but you played two of them twice. Right. You skipped up Brogan Fairchild. I don't want to leave him out. He's a, he's a regular. I'm telling you right now that Twitter is messing stuff. I don't have this question. So you need to ask it. You don't have it. You're I mean, tagged in it. 
I, I may very well be tagged in it, but I'm just telling you right now, Twitter is... I know you might not believe this, Robbie, but Twitter is acting up. No way. Yeah. That doesn't sound like them. I know. So you asked the question. This Broken Fairchild, by the way. So Broken first. Fairchild asks, who do you think will be the most surprising offensive and defensive player at spring practice? That's a good question. Um... From an offensive perspective, I mean, in reality, the answer could be Will Rogers. Yeah. Just comes out there and looks sharp. That would be good news for Mississippi State. I, I think it's going to be like a receiver, maybe one we haven't talked much about. Maybe like a, a, I, I'm big on Marquez Dorch. I was last year too. I thought because of his speed, he could be a guy who could contribute. He didn't last year, but I think you know he has some deep speed that you know that State needs. So maybe him. Defensively, I think it's going to be one of these transfer uh, defensive backs. It's going to be either uh, Jacoby Albert, Kamari Rogers, one of them. Okay. What do you think? Um, maybe like a Jordan Mosley. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a transfer that didn't play much last year. I mean, this is a big a good spring. Choice. Yeah. He really needs to step up. Um, and on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with Nathan Pickering because this is kind of his money year and his opportunity. He's he's going to get those reps now on the inside that Cam Young was getting. I think this could be a really big uh, spring for him. There you go. Uh, also, I have one more question. Oh, go ahead. For $5 million, would you rather climb Mount Everest or complete an Ironman triathlon? I would die doing both. I mean, I, I just know that I would. So I'd rather not go up into the mountains. So I'll try the Ironman. You know, that's the thing, though. It's like the Ironman thing, like I could just run slow. I just got to complete it. I don't have to to win. So I could run slow and I could bike slow. But swimming that amount, I'm going to drown. I mean, not that I can't swim, but trying to swim a long distance like that, I, I would never make it. Yeah. I, I, it would be the triathlon for me. Yeah, I'm I mean, definitely I not hate going it. Mount Est- Mount I'm not. I'm not. I'm not climbing. You can. I mean, you, you could die like running, like your heart could just give out. But mm-hmm. more, more than likely, you're not. I'm going to jog. The <laughs> chances of you dying climbing a mountain high are very high, especially, especially Mount Everest. That one. High. Yes. So, all right, let's move on into the rest of the rumblings. It's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it is what's for dinner. If you're cooking out this weekend, should be great weather for it. Throw some beef on the grill if you're going to be in the left field lounge. Steaks, tri-tips, burgers, whatever it is, man. That, get it going over some some live fire. And remember, when you, when you buy beef, not only is your family going to be happy, but you're also supporting 15,000 of your fellow Mississippians, our beef providers here in the great state of Mississippi. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Robbie and I are going to Two Brothers tomorrow. It's it. Is that right? Is that is that set in stone? I thought we set it in stone yesterday. Yes. Are you are you are you backing out on me now? Hmm? Is that what's going to happen here? Now I'm just here. It's getting closer right to time. Live radio. It's getting closer to time, and now I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. But what's to freak out about? It's a great great time waiting to happen. We'll we'll be at Two Brothers this week. We hope that you will be too this weekend with baseball going on. Two o'clock first pitch on Saturday. That means you can get there early for lunch and head over to the stadium, or when uh, we get uh, the game is over with, you can head right over for dinner 
and enjoy yourself there. Plus, you know, this is the week of this is daylight savings week, which means more sunlight, more time out there on the patio, more time to enjoy yourself at Two Brothers Smoked Meats, the home of smoked southern soul food. Great products and great service is what every business promises you. Advantage Business Systems, they deliver it to you, and they have been for 48 years. So when you need technology for your business, you call Advantage Business Systems, and then if you need service, call them back. No 1-800 number, no overseas call center, no out-of-state consultant to make an appointment with, just somebody living and working in the state of Mississippi just like you. That's the difference that they make between being a neighbor and being a number. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, it has got the, they have got the uh, pullovers and polos that you are looking for. Great looking clothes. All of it with the logos that you want. The M over S, the state script, the walking bully. None of that ridiculous banner M nonsense. That nobody wants. I think, by the way, the banner M thing is what people are the most mad about. It. People, our aversion for the banner M is why people don't like us. And I don't know. I don't. I don't get. And, and again, if, I don't wanna, if you if you eliminated that, mad. if yeah. you eliminated that, and the university said we're going to do the stage group, they would be wearing would that be everywhere they went. One hundred percent. So when you're looking for a great new uh, pullover, great new polo to wear to baseball, to wear to football, whatever. Check out the Rogues Collegiate Collection. Also, don't forget you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative when you do that. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. All right, we all, we've been telling you about Dolce these past few weeks. Well, let's talk about what's next door to Dolce. Brand new, and you're going to want to check this out. And ladies, I know we have, a, we have some female listeners out there. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that this place is where you're going to want to be fall Fridays and Saturdays when Mississippi State football is in town. Luva Wine Room, 509 University Drive. An incredible hand-curated wine list. This, they've got a real sommelier in there. They, they didn't just pick some wines out at the store and say, let's go. They got somebody in there who knows what they're doing. Great cocktail. So, guys, you know, if you're not a wine drinker like me, there's still plenty of great stuff to drink there. And, of course, for food, they've got flatbreads and charcuterie boards. That place, I've been in it. It is fantastic. It's going to be a huge hit uh, in Starkville, I think. A place you're going to want to go this football season. They're open Wednesday through Friday at 5, Saturday at 4. You can make reservations by messaging to their Facebook page or on Instagram at Luva Wine Room. Stop by to see what others have already discovered. Luva Wine Room. It's a great place. Y'all go check it out. Uh, and, of course, right next to Dolce. So a lot going on there in that one little corner of Starkville. All right. Next question from Dalton Lee, who says, this weekend, I found myself excited building bookshelves. This was the first time I truly felt old. When, what was your first moment of clarity that you were getting old? What's yours? Um, sometimes when I talk about uh, movies or music around some of our peers and they don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Yeah, that happens. That's, that's tough because that's something that, you know, like, you talk about with your friends for years and years, and then you make these other friends. You start talking about stuff, and they're and they don't get the reference. It's right. It's uh, it's rough. That's a good one. Mine, and I think I've mentioned it on the show a few times, but it happened about four or five years ago is when it really started for me. Is that I started sleeping more in my recliner than sleeping in the bed because it hurts my back to lay down for too long. When your back hurts from laying down. You're old. Yeah. That's when you're old. 
when, when you when you wake up from sleeping and you are hurt, yeah, that's not good. Also, uh, this was like a couple years ago. My wife suggested that I, I take so many pills. Why don't I get one of those Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday? You know, yes. And I was just like, absolutely not. Like that's what my grandparents had. I was like, I'm not. No, I'll just pull them out of the bottle. It'll be fine. <laughs> and there are some mornings I'm like, I wish these were already done, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Steve Mormon asks us, what is your favorite song to play loud on the radio when you're listening? And why isn't it shotgun blues by the blues brothers? Well, it isn't shotgun blues by the blues brothers because it's just not. Okay. But what is it? Uh, my, my favorite, like I'm in a good mood and I want to stay in a good mood song is head of the table by Jim Johnston in WWE. Okay. I love to Blair Roman Reigns' uh, theme song. I I don't know if I have like just a, a favorite. I have so many songs in my playlist. Like I just I just put it on shuffle and yeah. If something pops up that I really like, I crank it up. Yeah. Uh, Rob Hadaway. I recently obtained a PS3 for the purposes of dusting off NCAA 14. What were some of your favorite plays and strategies in that game? I, I blitzed a lot. Yes, engage eight. Yeah, I mean, and just whatever, whatever. I don't know if it was growing up watching Jolie Dunn. Yeah, but I I did not care about what happened in the back end. Like yeah. I'm just getting after the quarterback. We're I'm going to have a lot of pressure sacks. and stop the run. Yeah, if they get a big play over the top. They get a big play over the top. And uh, then I've I've actually I ran the air raid because I just like to throw the ball around. I ran the pistol. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I love, but, you know, it's like I love I love throwing the ball around. Like I I might not even run the football much all at right. all. I tried to be balanced. I would always uh I love to run five wide, four verts or five verts, but take off with the quarterback. Like as soon, yeah. as, soon as the snap, like drop back and then immediately take off with the, I always had a mobile quarterback. That uh, always pissed me off against like guys I was playing against. Mm-hmm. Like they would just take off and just run on, like yeah. just scramble all the time. That always it. pissed me off. I would do it. Uh, I, my favorite short yardage play, I forget the name of it, but basically the wide receiver would run like a like a quick slant and then immediately pivot out. And you could always roll your quarterback out and hit him for like a two, three yard gain. If you broke a tackle, you could, you could get a big gain out of that. Um, and then I loved any kind of a crossing pattern that took that put a fullback or a tight end over the middle was they were always going to be open. Always going to be open. And the running counter plays. Yeah. Misdirection. Yeah, I like counter. So uh, there you go. Well, that was that was the Brian Haydad play. And then I like I had no problem. If, if you were a guy who was like, I'm just not going to give up passing yardage, I would just line up a goal line and just run, run. I had no issues changing up what I wanted to do and running the ball 30, 40 times at you. I just did didn't bother me. My favorite part of NCAA is how when whenever it eventually evolved and stuff was just recruiting. Oh yeah, like I I would simulate through a large part of the season just to just to keep recruiting. Yeah. Oh yeah. My favorite recruiting story of all time on on NCAA. I remember it. And it's like NCAA 07 or 08. Four star quarterback that I'm recruiting. Ole Miss is recruiting him as well, right? His official visit is the Egg Bowl in Starkville. I beat Ole Miss 48 to nothing. I just destroyed them. He commits to Ole Miss. 
off of that visit. And it's like, and, and in my mind, I was like, they cheated. Yeah. Yeah. So it all makes sense. I had to wait for him to get the starting job. Finally, his senior year, he's the starter in this game. I immediately exit out of the game, go back. I turn everything down to like freshman. <laughs> and I'm like, we're going to, we're going, we're going to make a statement here today. I turn sacked, off sides off. Oh, I sacked him 27 times and knocked him out of the game. I was just like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, I've been waiting on you to have this moment for three years, buddy. Now it's time. Now you got to pay the piper. <laughs> like you could have been here, won a national title, but no, you decided to go to Ole Miss. Well, here you go. This that's this is your punishment. This is your penalty. So, <laughs> shout out to that guy. I remember one year I always recruited a mobile quarterback, and like one year the number one pro style quarterback in the country was a kid from New Albany. Oh my gosh! He could not run. He could not run. He was like his forty time was like five two. But he was six four and two thirty, and he had a cannon arm. And I was like, I have to recruit him. He's the number one player in the country out of Mississippi. I can't let him go. And so I got him. And so for like, it was like the it was like the years where Tyler Russell was here. I was just I, I just threw the ball a lot more. Yeah. So do what I had to do. Uh, Rob Hadaway asked, "How old do you think the average person thinks fifty three year old Paul Rudd is?" I did not think he was fifty three, but he's younger than me. Yeah, I thought he was in the in his forties. I would have said forty three, something like that. Yeah, fifty three. He's been around for a while, though. Yeah, yeah, if you think yeah. about some of the stuff he's been in, yeah. Uh, last one here from Rob. Uh, a week ago, I was floored to learn that John Cena's ring music is a cover of "The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia." What's the most recent truth you can remember being gobsmacked? Wait, what? Okay, so you, did you not listen to this when he when he did this? No. No, I just Here just saw it. This is Pete Schofield and the Canadians, the night light. I, I can't hear it anymore anyways. You can't hear it? I'll, I'll have to listen to it afterwards. You need to listen to it, yes. But it's that's a cover of The Night's Little Light Went Out in Georgia. Um, not on the same scale, and I won't, I won't say her name, but I, I got a Facebook notification. It was someone's birthday and that she was like 43. And I honestly thought she was in her twenties. And I was, I was, I was, I, for like a day, I was like, I can't believe she's 43. Somebody, you know, too. Yes. I mean, those, those are the ones I was just like, what? Yeah. When you have, when you have kids I, in age, that, that happens a lot when you're just like, like Aislinn came to me, she's like, hey, there's a college fair tomorrow that I'll be at. I was like, what? I know. Like, it doesn't, I can't, I can't get, I can't get around that. I can't get my head around it. Uh, where are we here? Andy Atkinson, double A. Which one player from the recent baseball transfer portal that State was close on but chose to go elsewhere would be the best fit to help this team? I mean, the easy answer is Paul Skeens, right? Yes. That's the best pitcher. That is the only answer. Yeah. Could have used him. You had that guy on Friday nights, and you knew on Friday nights that you were going to be able to shut down whoever, and you could just figure out the next two days. Yeah. You'd be in good shape. Yeah. Uh, with Saban's recent comments about Alabama's proposed three permanent opponents, what is a fair group? <laughs> just kidding. How hard did you laugh at his statement? It's just annoying. Old man yeah, Saban just it's annoying. It's like, just, just be quiet. You have, you have the, the most resources of anybody in college football. 
Yeah. He doesn't want things to be more even. Last one from Andy. Piggybacking off Rob's PS3 question, I recently got mine looked at to determine why it wasn't working. Turns out it was because one of my kids somehow put three discs in. Have either of you had a child do something similar? Oh, gosh. My kid's been really good. Like, I've been blessed so far. I'm sure it'll come eventually, but there's been... There's there's probably been anything that's just been, like, you know, yeah. destructive that she's done. Right. Yeah. Destructive's not the right word. It, it's, you know, they, they just... Like, I used to remember, like, Aislinn used to like to pour water in the cat food and make cat food gravy. Oh. Not that she was eating it, but she just thought the cats would like cat food gravy. Of course. Yeah. It's like, it's... No, don't do that. Um, <laughs> trying to remember if they've ever did anything, you know. I was just like, what do you... What do you eh. Nothing, nothing, nothing stands out. That's a good one. This is why you know you and I have a little bit less of this because the uh, boys versus girls. Yes, boys are more likely to do something like what what Andy is describing there, and girls are not. Sheldon Nations asks us: Kermit Davis went twenty and thirteen in his first season at Ole Miss with a first round NCAA tournament loss. How can MSU fans be confident Jans won't follow a similar arc? It's a good, I mean, it's a fair question. Yeah, I mean that. I've thought about that before. I just I have faith that he won't. Mm-hmm. I did think that Kermit Davis, Kermit Davis, was going to be better than he was. Mm-hmm. So I mean that was a little bit of a surprise. But two, I mean they had a good they had a good roster that mm-hmm. he took over. Yeah, that, that roster left that program Andy in pretty Kennedy good shape. Like Andy Kennedy was just not getting the most out of his teams right for a while. But I mean, and, and listen, Kermit's recruited better. Than that, but it was just a it was a veteran group. Terrence Davis, I think, was on that roster. Mm-hmm. Um, was Tyree on that roster? Yes, Brian Tyree. Yes. Um, Devontae Shuler's on that roster. It was a good team. Yeah. It was a good veteran team. It was a team that's been around for a while. That's what. Um, and if you're at, I mean, like Tyree Shuler and Ter- Terrence Davis played in the NBA. Yes, and, and, and anybody has been really good too. Yeah, so, I mean, when you just look at at uh, his uh, Jans's roster, uh, his his time at New Mexico State, I mean, he won four conference titles and went to four NCAA tournaments. Yeah, I mean, that's just that feels like, I mean, Kermit, who was at Middle Tennessee State for uh, fifteen seasons has one fewer NCAA tournament appearance than Chris Jans had in five years at NC at New Mexico State. Yeah. He's won everywhere he's been. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But I mean I feel pretty I feel I'm agreeing with you. I, I definitely It would be hard to believe. I mean I've just been really impressed with with his coaching and what he's gotten out of this team specifically because I think this roster is not as good as what Ole Miss had whenever Kermit Davis took it over. That Ole Miss roster is better than the Mississippi State roster this year. I agree. Playballer DC says, you are dining at a restaurant and you notice a worker sleeping, sweeping the floor with the broom and the upright dustpan. How close is acceptable for them to get to your table where you are eating? Just get right up in there, you know. I put my, I put provolone in my socks. Just get right up underneath them. Uh, they can get one table, two tables away. So there needs to be a table buffer between you and the broom. I don't want to be swept around. Wait till I leave. I don't. It doesn't really bother me as much. Okay. Uh, I guess I just don't think about it. 
I mean, it is kind of annoying when somebody's vacuuming or sweeping around your feet. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes you feel like you're in the way. Playing Hazel um, here? What's going on? Yes, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't bother me as much. I guess it's kind of gross in a way because you kind of sweep sweep dust in the air and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like keep keep a table buffer for me. I just I don't really think about it as much. I, I got you. Jay in Baltimore, I know there are folks that want to avoid negativity, so I will word this delicately. There are a few options here, but which MSU baseball player has not played up to their preseason expectation at this point, in your opinion? Boy, there's a lot of options. Yeah, Kellum Clark's up there. Kellum Clark and Slate Alford are my top two. Yeah, Slate, definitely. After the summary hit, and, I was like, all right, he's about to take off, and it just has not happened. I mean, you're running out of time with, with Kellum. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of it's kind of turned out like this is this might be who he is from I mean, a batting he's got average. Games left, not not a year. He's yeah. got like if he's not hitting better by SEC play, he's got to go on the bench. Well, and it's kind of like you know uh, a Jackson Fristo, yeah, Eric Sarantola, but he's been more productive than those two. He has, but but it's just I don't I just don't think he's going to bat for average. I, I don't think that's who he is. Right. But it's also um, like he hits, you know, he hits home runs, but he's not hitting twenty home runs. He's not hitting yeah. home runs that you just got to keep him in the lineup because he can change the game. If he's going to be just a power hitter for Mississippi State, you know, a doubles and a home run guy, mm-hmm. you've got to get more of those. Yeah. If he if he's not going to hit for average, then you need to get a little more bang for your buck there. Right now he's batting two oh five. That's just two oh five with eight hits. No doubles. That's hard to believe. Yeah. Three of his eight hits are home runs. Yeah. But I mean, he's got to, you got to get more than that. Yeah, I mean, I in, in 39 at bats, you have eight hits. I agree. Also, from Jay, I noticed at home SEC games, they are now miking the umpire for an explanation of on field challenges. Seems like a waste of time and money. I always like the simple point, safe in, or out hand signal. What say you? I don't mind some explanations sometimes because there's sometimes I yeah. want what, sometimes I don't even know what they're reviewing. If it's not if it's not as if it's not like a simple if it's not a simple explanation like was he safe or not and he comes out and he mm-hmm. does the safe signal yeah it's nice to know what exactly is he talking about yeah I agree and it, I mean it takes you know what ten seconds exactly uh, another one from Broken here just sort of a, a comment it just hit me but I think we totally left under the table and dreaming as one of the cornerstone albums of our college days agreed. Dave we talked Matthews. about Dave Matthews. Did we mention that album? Did we didn't. Look? We didn't talk about Under the Table and Dreaming, but we yeah. talked about we talked about Dave Matthews that album being one of those very, artists. Very unique when it came out. Like there had never been anything like that, in my opinion. So yeah, one of my favorites. I'm a I'm a, I'm a huge Dave Matthews guy, mm-hmm. um, and that's one of one of my favorite albums of his. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like that. That's definitely like I wasn't in college then, but that's definitely like an ultimate college album. You know, from Agreed. start to finish, Agreed. it's really good. Agreed. Yeah. All right, uh, Shelby Beach. Who are you and Robbie's top five bands or artists? Can you do a top five? I know you. You are so musical, man. That like it's all over right the now? place. Yeah, it's all over the place. Um, Foo Fighters are in there for me. Uh, Dave Matthews might actually be in there for me. Okay. Um, d- probably ACDC. Okay. 
you know, Hardy's in there for me right now because, you know, I consider him a friend. Yeah. And a fifth. With that, have I said three? Yeah, I've said four. Who would be number five? Hmm? Probably Led Zeppelin. All right. For me, three of them are from the 90s, from just like my college years, and that's uh, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Soundgarden and Alice in Chains. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van Halen. And I'm going to go Led Zeppelin as well. Those are my top five. You're a very um, grunge guy, huh? I was back in the day. I mean, I still listen to it, yeah. Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Which decade produced the best music? 70s or 80s. I'm going to say the 80s because you still had some of that 70s influence Mm -hmm. um, when it came to rock and roll. Mm -hmm. But you also are dipping into a totally different sound Mm -hmm. with synthesizers, uh, computer-based music. It was just so different. And then you had, you know, pop was good in the 80s. Rock was good in the 80s. Country, I mean, rap. Everything was so vibrant. 80s is probably where I'm going to go. 70s is probably the most influential Mm -hmm. to me. Uh, but the 80s is probably what I'm going to go with. But I do I would, love the 90s as well. I would go 70s and 90s is where I was going to go. Uh, side, side note, I can't believe you gave the shout-out to Roxy, my hometown, yesterday. It would be very weird if Brupolo were in the town that only has three other storefronts, a gas station, a now obligatory Dollar General, and a random antiques dealer. That Brupolo fit right in there. That sounds like every single small community in Mississippi right now. There's a lot of them, yeah. Ethan Brazil says, call the finish for a triple threat match with Arnett, Lamonis, and Jans versus Kermit Davis, Kiffin, and Bianco. Who gets the, the, the biggest pop? I, I, first of all, I see Kiffin as like Orange Cassidy here. He's just not interested. Um, it's Mississippi State Mississippi State's coaches are obliterating these three, but I'm, in Arnett's, a real fight. Arnett's that, getting the hot tag in the finish. But that's the thing. Like, this is like in a real fight, they would uh-huh. destroy all three of oh, these yeah. people. Yeah. But. This is wrestling. Mm-hmm. So are we going? I mean, we'll miss cheat to I'm, win. Yes, I'm. We're gonna have a run in from someone. Keith Carter, Marshall Henderson, Robert Kimdiche from run, run Robert Kimdiche's. Somebody's going to run in mm-hmm. a, after Lamonis, Arnett, and Jans have just destroyed all three all match, yeah. and they're gonna grab. Bianco and slide and pull him across the ring and lay his arm on top of Chris Lamonis okay. for so the one, two, three. The win? Yes. Oh goodness. That that's wrestling. I mean, I don't disagree. Everybody thinks that this is going to be you know total domination for Mississippi State. They dominate the whole match. You know, they're throwing Kermit Davis around like a rag doll. Lane Kiffin has been, you know, just obliterated on the outside. Bianco's been they've stomped a mud hole into that guy. And Robert Kimdichie or somebody runs in, clotheslines somebody or hits him with a brass knuckle, and then drags Mike Bianco across the ring like a rag doll and sets mm-hmm. his arm on top of I don't I don't like uh, that. Arnett. I don't like that. I, I know you don't, but that's what that's how wrestling works. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh Ethan Brazil's second question is about a movie I have not seen, so I'm just gonna skip it. Uh, 12 Angry Men. Have you seen it? 
Never heard of it in my All life. All right, then, moving forward. I've heard of it. I just haven't seen it. I'm going to uh, guess that the that the 50s one probably. is uh, probably better. Patrick Williamson, please attack. Oh, never mind. Gentlemen, with Jans being dumb, the dub <clears throat> dentist, I'm reminded of the viral tweet describing professions of SEC football coaches in an alternate universe. In light of this, what SEC basketball coaches would work the following profession? So the construction worker. I, w- I would have said Frank Martin, but now he's gone. <laughs> um, that might be uh, McMahon down at LSU. He just seems pretty blue collar. Buzz Williams. Buzz Williams. I don't know. He he wears a three piece suit. No, I think Buzz Williams is small. They're all going to wear. None of them are going to show up in a hard hat. And I think know, Buzz uh, Williams is the next one, the small town sheriff. <laughs> okay. For this three-piece suit? Yeah, I'm going to go Matt, Matt McMahon for construction worker. Butcher. Uh, Who is a butcher? He's like, none of these guys have the personality to, to, to do any of this stuff. Calipari, he run an Italian butcher shop. He's at the Gabagool. <laughs> yep, Calipari is my answer. Uh, barber. Rick Barnes would be a barber. He just strikes me as a guy who could, you know, Cut hair. I don't, I don't know. What about Bruce Pearl then? Nate Oates. See, Mike. I would. I could see Bruce Pearl being the butcher. I could see that. Nate Oates is the barber. Possibly. Okay. And then, or 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 maybe, um, maybe uh, Jerry Stackhouse, because most barbers that I know are bald. That's a good point. And then I think Bruce I don't know Pearl, why that's the case, but I think Bruce Pearl would be the best trucker. <laughs> I could see him being a trucker. So the, Possibly. I don't know. Uh goodness. It's a weird question. Hunter Bowlware asks, who are your top three diamond dogs, past or present, not considering athletic performance? So like who do we just like? I, I don't know. Like I was, I, I got don't, I don't understand Travis that. Chapman, Chapman when he was here, uh, and I've I've had a relationship. With Jake Mangum is my friend, I would think. Um, and then Cole Gordon is a is a friend as well. So the, those are my top three, I guess. Okay. I mean, I don't I don't understand how I'm supposed to judge them otherwise. But I mean, Jake Mangum is not going to be on that list because he's the all time leading hitter in SEC history, right? Or is he just saying like just eliminate that and who are your favorites? Yeah, basically. But I'm like I'm gonna go with the guys I had a relationship with. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, rank these breakfast items: cinnamon roll, French toast, pigs in a blanket, sausage balls. Ooh, it's tough. Tough. Those are all. That's four good candidates. Cinnamon roll first. Mm-hmm. Pigs in a blanket, sausage balls, French toast. I'm going French toast, sausage balls, cinnamon rolls, pigs in a blanket. Okay. That's where we're going. And you're, I like yours, too. No, neither one of us could be right. I mean, give them all to me, and I'll yeah, eat them. Yeah. Andrew Norwood, Mark Emmert stepped down as the head of the NCAA on March 1st. What is the one moment or event he will be remembered for? He'll be remembered for being a huge idiot who couldn't <laughs> get ahead of, of the game and is going to try to try to leave NIL and all this stuff for Congress to fix, and they're just going to make it worse. 
So that's what he's remembering right. more than anything else. Being terrible at his job. That'll yes. work. If the opportunity presented itself for baseball to play in an international tournament or series, should or would they take it? I mean, something like that would have to be in the fall, right? Yeah, you can't do it during the season. Like a World Baseball Classic deal, yeah, like, like they like, represent like the U.S. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to go over to Japan or something. I mean, yeah, but yeah, to, you know, the, I'm the sure women, they would take it though. Women's basketball did that one year. You know, yeah. they, they represented Men's the U.S. Basketball. and like the. Was that the? They represent. I thought that was just the, like a couple players. No, the the women had a their team represented the colleges in the U.S. in a world basketball deal. It was Vic Schaefer's last. I remember. Year. I remember the. I thought. I thought. I, I like. I remember Jasmine Holmes being on the team. But I, I didn't realize it was the whole team though. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, whole team. They they played. Mm-hmm. Or was that? I can't remember. But they and the, it was like the World Basketball something. games or something. And the, yeah. the men took a tour of Italy recently, but it was just yeah. But that was with, that was just exhibitions. Yeah, yeah. The, this was actually representing the U.S. that the women right. did. I thought that was right, pretty right. cool. There you go. All right, that's it for today. Then great. Tomorrow's show, we're going to look really hard at Mississippi State, Florida. Big game for the Bulldogs, obviously. Uh, probably have a little bit more to talk about, and then Thursday show. Um, uh, that is Thursday show. Friday show, we'll recap everything and then see if we have Mississippi State's going to be making a trip to uh to the NCAA tournament. We, we should know one way or the other. We should feel confident one way or the other on uh, Friday. Guys, have a great Wednesday. Robbie, I'll be back with you tomorrow for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.